Hey folks, it's Jesse, the founder of MaxFun. Since we postponed our annual Max Fund Drive in mid-March, we have gotten a lot of questions about if and when we'd be rescheduling it. And honestly, we've been asking ourselves the same thing. Well, now we have an answer for you. The 2020 Max Fund Drive will start on July 13th. That's coming up soon. We decided to have the drive now because it's always brought a lot of joy and excitement to our community and certainly to us. And to be totally honest, it's also the main source of income for some of our hosts. Like pretty much everything right now, this year's drive is going to be a little different. Uh, we'll still be bringing you very special episodes, fun community activities, premium thank you gifts. But we also know it's a weird time and for some folks, a really difficult one. Some people are in a position to become new or upgrading members. Others can't right now. And that is okay. We'll have ways for you to support Max Fun at every level, including some ways that won't cost you anything. We're also going to run the drive for four weeks instead of two. We didn't think it was a good time to be rushing anybody, and uh, having a longer drive lets us be a little more low-key in our drive pitch. It also gives us more time to do fun stuff, like the weekly live streams we'll be putting on for charity throughout the drive. Most importantly, we want the 2020 Max Fun Drive to highlight all the ways we support each other and our communities. We also want to show how grateful we are to you for making all the work that we do possible. Stay safe. We'll see you July 13th for the Max Fun Drive. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you one bad mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, congratulations, your stepmom of the year. Plus, Biz feels pressure, and we welcome back special co-host Rebecca Bloom. Woo! You wooed with me. I did. I'm... How do you How do you feel? I feel great. Was that good for you? It was. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to woo with you, Biz. Woo! I gotta tell you, it does feel good to woo with somebody again. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't, sh don't tell Teresa I'm wooing with someone. <laughs> before I ask you how you are doing, because it is important, but before I do that, I just want to take a moment, because guys, the COVID is still here. The pandemic is still happening, uh, as well as everything. Everything is still happening at the zoo, as they were to say, and so... I want to just start by saying, once again, a, a we see you to essential workers. Oh, my God. You've been really carrying the load here for a while. And we see you and appreciate you. To all of those who are out volunteering in all sorts of ways, whether you are helping to try and track the virus or... You know, I, again, to all those who are out volunteering to help our elections happen safely this year, I just want to give a big shout out. People who are helping get food and supplies to people who need them, like the breakfast and lunch programs to uh, kids who would normally get those during summer school or during school. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just want to give a special shout out this week to people who live in multi-generational families. That's a big load. You got, you got, you know, people in your house who, who are targets of the virus just because of how old they are. <laughs> You're welcome. And, you know, kids. And there's you. And there's a good chance that you are both a parent and a child in that situation. And that's difficult. And I just want to say, I see you. Finally, everybody out there is having to make hard choices right now. And it's hard. And we see you. So I, that's, that's it. Keep on, keep on keeping on. Uh, or just scream. Or just, just call the hotline and scream indefinitely. Now, let me turn things inward. Rebecca, you're in a closet again. I sure am, but it's a new one. It is a new closet. So I've already found some toys to eliminate. Good. Children have outgrown. So I, you know what? This is productive for me. I am glad to be encouraging closet closet purging. 
How are you? I have just returned from a one-night camping trip with a 15-month-old. Wow. And I've taken a shower, so I'm yes. much better now than I would have been, you know, an hour ago. But it was, that was a little rough. We, mm. the, we went camping with him once when he was about four months old, I think last summer. And it was great because, you know, I put him down. He didn't go anywhere. It yeah. was fantastic. But he, this time he was like, he wanted to run everywhere, especially oh. into the fire pit, of yeah. course. And then it just was like the volume was turned up. Like oh. he just like, he wanted to go, 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 but he just couldn't stop. Do you know one of those? Yeah. 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 I, you know? I know. I've, I've heard of those. And so there was like two or three hours where I felt like a really terrible <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, this is not fun for me. Uh. This is not fun for anyone who can hear me. And mm. this is not enjoyable but then we all slept really well oh yeah and so now we're a little better yeah and then you just did that beautiful camping wake up sticky kind of wet and sticky kind of vibe yeah. which is you know i think the perpetual state of a toddler really at really? this at this age wet and pretty sticky. similar yeah yeah i i salute you thank you for the effort <laughs> did you you went into the i just i just want to make sure that like I, that this is definitely one of those situations that you went into it with one idea and then yeah. another idea yeah came to you in the process yeah. and then and then you came out either a little stronger or a little more broken <laughs> a little, little bit of both a little you bit know, both really a little, a, little b are you gonna go again yes now that I know what to expect, so good. like we put him in the backpack, like hiking yeah. backpack. And then yeah. that was like, oh, you can't run into the fire pit now. So problem solved. So, <laughs> he, you know, was just he really just tricks. Was he just in the backpack? Like even when you weren't hiking, like you just yeah. stuck him in there, like oh, when yeah. you're sitting around. Oh, you're genius. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, this oh. is fine now because I'm not constantly worried about you falling yeah. into an open hot fire pit huh that's actually an image i can 100 percent envision in my head because i had that backpack yeah and never used that backpack because we never got past the vision of being outdoorsy and <laughs> you can go back to those episodes guys of me constantly talking about that damn backpack that <laughs> i never used but yeah it's a good kid holder when you're not moving. He's a good kid older and he's happy in there. Yeah, like he feels like he can see everybody. Yeah. Like he wasn't miserable. So it, no. it felt good. He's good. Yeah. How are you, Biz? I'm all right. I'm a little tired and still coming down from a fail that I will share later. But I don't know. This is, tell me if I am the only one experiencing this. Rebecca, you will speak for all other people. Excellent. I love doing that. <laughs> is it just me? Or has the pandemic somehow, like in the sheltering in place, somehow amped up the pressure to be some sort of perfect parent? You would think it would have the opposite effect, right? You would think it'd be like, uh just make sure pants uh, are in the house but instead <laughs> it's more like i will be like why do i feel like i need to be working even harder like to meet expectations that i don't even know if they exist right like yes i mean i think that happened immediately yeah right it did it happened immediately and here's the the horrible truth this has gone on a while. Mm -hmm. And so I would have thought I would have eased on out of this. Mm -hmm. I would have eased on down the road, as it were. And it's I have not. And <laughs> I had the unsettling realization that, let's see, everybody who's in this house was either born into this family 
or chose to be in this family. So like (laughs) expectations, it's not like they're getting their information from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Their expectations may have actually been set by me. Which is the (laughs) worst. I don't like that. I'm like, how did... You know, it starts off so easy, just like, oh, I'll just do one Pinterest activity with them. or (laughs) And then there you are, years later, feeling like you have to meet some crazy expectation that no one's really asking you for. And you could have just nipped in the bud by saying, go watch something. Like, earlier, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I am. A journey of self-introspection, which is never a good journey for me to go on, especially when we're all trapped at home (laughs) together (laughs) with nowhere to go. But I think expectations is sort of a nice segue into what we're going to talk about today. Really, I'm going to ask you more about today, which is being stepmom of the year. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Rebecca. Yes. Stepmomming. You are being generous enough to share with us today in our discussion some of the, I believe this is correct, the pressure you felt to be stepmom of the year when you became a step parent. But I wanted to kind of set the picture with everything I know about step parents. And those things are all based on cliche sort of tropes that have been fed to me and have never once served me wrong. (laughs) Cliches, guys, the cornerstone of truth, especially in parenting. So if I know anything, I know that there's a good chance in general that if there is a step before mom or dad, you're probably evil. So I'm just going to set that up right there. Immediately. Immediately evil. Stepmoms also are known to either be super younger than oh, yeah. whatever the current status is of the the original unit and like the money. So if you are a man who is marrying another woman, you're probably filthy rich okay so these are these are just some again television dads you're not off the hook if you are a stepdad you are just trying to be somebody's buddy or you think the only thing this family needs is more discipline yeah and that (laughs) that's never good no whatever it is you're not real people oh no we're just a placeholder. Yeah, you're a place <laughs> for Damn. sure. Damn, you're a placeholder. All right. Well, let's just let's just get right into that. <laughs> Last week you were on and we were talking and you had said that you had this vision of your future with family, a lot of kids. You just were surprised that it kind of came all at once. Yeah. It's not usually how it goes. Yeah. Can you remind us all who lives in your house? Right. So it's myself and my husband, Chuck, who's eight years older than me. So plays Ooh. in a tiny bit to that. Okay. Stereotype. Little bit. Just a little bit. And then <laughs> um, like when he's talking about graduating high school, I try to remind him that I was 10. That's good. <laughs> and then <laughs> our little baby, Noam. And then our four stepkids as they come in and out of the picture. And they are 10, 15, 17, and 20. Okay. That's a range. It's quite a range. And when I came into the picture, it was five years ago. So it was five to 15. Woo. All right. So you guys got married 
five years ago. Yes. We just celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So have the kids always been co-parented, as it were, between the two households? Yeah, it's tricky. And we have a unique situation where what we decided was going to be best was Mm. going to be to stick with our unique situation and remain very close by. Okay. To be accessible as much as they'd like us to be. So we live about a mile away from their mom. Nice. Yes. So let's let's go back to the beginning then. Let's go back to your dating. This is exciting. And now... So yeah, yeah. you would think that... (laughs) When I saw this like really cute guy and I was like, hmm, he's not wearing a wedding ring. And then someone said, oh, he's super great. Also, he has four children. Huh. That's where my brain didn't go. What? Huh? My brain went, sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) More of that, please. Yeah. Which in hindsight, I was, I have thought, oh, that's. That's interesting. Like, yeah. that's probably unique and maybe concerning. But, <laughs> but I think for me, because I'm an educator and I've worked mm. with young children for so long, that it felt very like, oh, that I can do that. That is no problem. Oh. And I definitely had no idea what I was getting into. And I'll say on top of that, I have two step parents. Do you? Yeah. So that has been really helpful as a step parent to be able to, you know, how many times as a parent, do you look back and think like, what what would my mom do in this situation? Or what would my dad do? So it's extremely helpful to think, well, what would my stepmom do? Or what would my stepdad do? And, you know, for better or for worse, how would that make me feel? And how would I like to proceed? Oh, that's, that's remarkable. So your history is... Your parents separated and then both remarried. And did you have step siblings? I have, I was kind of the only kid in the house, but I had, had, I have two <laughs> half sisters from my dad's second marriage. We're okay. very close. And then I have two stepsisters from my mom's second marriage. But now he's, he's ill and I see them a lot more and it's been actually really nice. Yeah. So I actually, I want to kind of jump back then and ask you if you don't mind, like I certainly once uh, I was married and I had kids, I was very keenly aware of things I wanted and didn't want before I had them. Right. Like Mm -hmm. based on my experiences growing up and then even with kids now like they're here uh have these (laughs) they're right outside the door really right there they're really right there uh having these moments of being like do i want to how did my parents handle it did i want to handle it the same way do i want to take a different approach you and i had talked last week about like how we envisioned our future and you had said that your parents had separated but you still envisioned I'm going to get married. I'm going to like, la, 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 la. And then, so there probably wasn't a vision of, I'm going to marry somebody who's already been married and have all the stuff that I watched my family go through, maybe. Yeah, there definitely wasn't any of that um, <laughs> at all. I no? um, huh. All right. <laughs> I had just broken up with a guy. I was like, 31. And the woman I was working for at the time said, Oh, I know a guy who's divorced and has a young kid, someone else. Yeah. And I remembered being like, Oh, is that it? That's it. That's all that's left for me now that I'm 31. Is that, <laughs> is that what you're telling me? This is my best shot. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, that's what it you kind got. of warmed me up to the idea because she mm. said, Married guys are great. Or not married guys, divorced guys are still <laughs> because Rongo. Yeah, because they've been married. They probably want to be married again. And they have like some idea of what it's actually like to be married. Right. And that I probably and then I met my husband probably two or three months later. Huh. 
And so at that point I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea that it, that experience can be useful in marriage yeah. and not, you know what I mean? Like it, it can be helpful. So then what happened really quickly was the first time, I mean, we dated for a while before I met his kids. And then when I did meet them, I think, you know, my parents divorce and my kind of like a not messy, like they were very good at it, but it's tricky. It's a lot to navigate as a child. And I think the first time I met them, I remember we were, we'd gone to the beach and I was sitting there and we'd kind of, we'd had a whole day together and it was really nice. And I was like, oh, I get it. I, I had to go through all of these things because it's going to be really helpful for these children. Yeah. Like this, my experiences are going to feed these experiences as, as a, as a step parent. And that was where my nice rosy outlook began. <laughs> I am responsible for how all of these children are going to experience the idea of divorce, new marriages, what parents are. I got yeah. it. If anyone can do it, you I think can I do actually it. did say that to a friend. I was like, if anyone can be successful at this, yeah. it is me. You went to school to learn how to be with kids. I did. So uh, you can easily, as all teachers listening to this show right now know, yeah. all of your education in early childhood totally applies to uh, your children. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Seems like it's no big deal. I can do it. Yeah. I'm okay. great it. It's going to be great. No worries. It's going to be great. Ah, so that's interesting. Was there also an air of like, I definitely also don't want to fuck this up for them. Because I, I understand what you're saying with the like, I understand I'm setting this template. Yeah. Right? Like, and that is a very healthy, I think, way to describe the intent. <laughs> whether yeah. whether it's, you know, even remotely attainable or doesn't like, mess you up down the road but like there's also see i would easily go to the other side of it which is i can't mess this up i can't mess this up i think that that really says a lot about how humble you are and how overly optimistic i am i think that's what that's i don't think it's humble here's the old <laughs> test that we do in our family when we bought this house i've shared this story before when we bought this house i that i am living in right now we I had somebody coming out to like shut off some gas lines that weren't used. And we discovered in the back room where the children sleep, there was a crawl space. Mm. Like pull up the old board. There's a crawl space to get under the house. Now, I call <laughs> my parents and I say, there's a crawl space in the, one of the bedrooms. And the first thing they say and I said was, there's a body in it. When I call <laughs> Stefan and tell him, his first response is, there's buried treasure in it. And I'm like, and it was so funny to like ask different people. It, there, there are definitely yeah. two types of people. People who assume there's a body in the crawl space or there's treasure in the crawl space. So I'm not sure humble is the right word in this. <laughs> if you are very optimistic I am more the apocalypse is lurking behind me at all times, but I I appreciate it. There are benefits to both. There are. Oh, yes, there are. (laughs) So can I ask, how did those first interactions go? I mean, that's a big age range of kids all at different stages developmentally, right? Yeah. When I was thinking back to how it was in the beginning, I think I did. I put a ton of pressure on myself, which is par for the course Mm. um but I remember being like in the kitchen making dinner and we are in a second story apartment and I could hear them coming up the stairs like their dad had gone and picked them up and they've come back and I have this terrifying feeling like an elephant sitting on my chest and I thought someday that sound won't scare the life out of me anymore Mm. like it just I, I wanted to do so well at it. And you're right. There were so many different requirements. Like one kid would have been very different than four kids. Yeah. And I did my best and I made mistakes along the way. 
and I was reminded of those state mistakes frequently by children. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, but I do remember also a lot at the time saying they're really kind. I mean, first of all, my stepchildren are really lovely human beings and they have been very generous in spirit with me when like they didn't have to be. Yeah. But <laughs> I remembered saying at the time, like, well, they're really kind because only one of them's really mad at me at once. Like they <laughs> took turns, but one of them's always yeah. pissed at me. Nice. I don't always know why. Yeah. Well, that's the real mystery of all parenting. Yes. <laughs> why is this child yelling at me right now? Why are you so mad at me? Yeah. Well, that is very generous of them that they would spread out the anger. Yes. It's much more manageable than the concentrated. Can I ask about like guilt traps as the parent? Because I have wrestled with how I have ruined everything mm. for my children many times. You know, like, oh, Christmas is ruined because I can't make this perfect. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I sat on the floor crying at Katie Bell when she was far like, I gotta make this perfect. Right. When I'm like, what? Now I look back on that, I'm like, oh my God. What is she just she could never have even processed that what she was asking that I was taking it in and chewing yeah. it up in a totally different way. But like, you know, I'd like to think that sort of guilt trap, we all experience it and, you know, exactly the same, but probably not. Like I would imagine it's ratched up a little bit when it's new for everybody. Yes, it's extremely, I mean, I experienced it that way, yeah. really ratcheted it up, but also it does take a level of the pressure off because mm. I am not one of their two parents. I'm one of their four parents because they also have a stepdad. And so that kind of like evens out that guilt a little bit. Mm. So I don't think my, you know, newly 15 year old stepdaughter, I don't think she did anything for her birthday. And I don't know if that was COVID or what. Ha I don't know what happened. I don't have yeah. the full story, but I made sure to make her a birthday dinner and make a birthday cake and do the whole thing because I felt that like we, you should have this. Yeah. And that's important to me, but I share that responsibility with four people. And mm. so that is kind of nice. I totally see the like sharing with the four people in my own two person parent household it's a really easy place for me to go that not only does should all the guilt be spread around, but all the responsibilities should be spread around, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, shouldn't we all be planning this dinner? Shouldn't we all, mm -hmm. are we all coordinating? I would struggle with that because I would, I mean, I feel like you guys are doing such a good job if there's, it's so easy for resentment to come up between me and Stefan when it comes to like the kids. And that's a lot to balance for you. Yeah. How are you doing? I mean, like, how are you doing? Be you're in it, you've been in it for five years and now you're saying you can balance the guilt. But I, I like at the yeah. beginning, what was it like? I think so like, you know, you have your kid and you learn through trial and error over a long period of yeah. time, right? Like those are those are some long days in which you are like, oh, that didn't work. I'll try it this way. Or, oh, I thought it would go like this and it didn't. When you're a step parent times four, you learn it all in your face really, really fast with a lot yeah. of people watching. And that can be <laughs> really yes. difficult. And it's like, it's um, like anything, it's a, with a steep learning curve you figure it out a little faster. It's hard. It's really difficult. And I think I was thinking about this and how we were framing it around wanting to be this perfect step parent. And I was thinking, I never had this thought at the time, but it also probably like any relationship, if you're a step parent, right? There's clearly a relationship that came before you. And like anytime you're, you're after someone else, Maybe it's just me, but I'm very competitive and a people pleaser. And 
I think there was a lot of pressure to be doing it better. Yeah. And it's very easy to to say it was clearly there was some problem because those people are no longer married. Right. And so it's it's very natural to kind of just want to like for me, it was very natural to want to one up them. Yeah, I would I could see that, especially like especially in the parenting Yes. realm right oh like, i can definitely. be just as good if not better let and me cooler. show you how much Ooh, better i am that's right <laughs> so it's like a different level of mommy wars it's yeah. like a whole different arena and i had to learn to acknowledge these are amazing children yeah so they've clearly had two amazing parents mm. who put a lot into them and have made them, you know, have helped them come to be this way. And I'm not going to get anywhere by wanting to one-up her. Yeah, no. I'm only going to get there because I, I have some appreciation and then we're all going to relax. Yeah! <laughs> and everybody can relax. Because you can see it. Like, if there's tension, the kids, like, it's yeah. like their shoulders go up. And when we chill out, they chill out like oh. children with anything yeah no that sucks it is a horrible discovery that our <laughs> emotional state affects these kids it is the worst the it is up there worst. in my top five of like for real i cannot get like mad and upset or like feel stressed out and you're not gonna like absorb it like a sponge like what is that about? And if you're a teacher, Biz, you get oh. to do it every day. Do you? Do you? I'm going to sidetrack on that because I think, you know, I love the teachers. They're the best. But like, oh, we're about to open Biz's eyes, everybody. Put on your sunglasses. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I like learning. So if you are, yeah, I guess so. If you're stressed out as the teacher in the classroom, then the kids absorb it too. Totally. Wow. And a lot of times when you, things aren't going well, yeah. right? As the teacher, from your perspective, things aren't going well and they're not doing what you want them to do. If you yeah. just take a breath, mm. start over and come in calm, things kind of fall into line. But wow. it's really hard. That's hard. Woo! Wow. Once again, thank you, teachers. <laughs> You're welcome. I want to kind of loop now into you have a baby. He's not really a baby anymore, but I think he's a baby. He's still a baby. He's a baby. He's not in school. He's a baby. No. And uh, this is a product of your love and marriage. Mm. Yes. Uh, and... How does that play into all of this emotionally or into like, you know? I think the kids really like it, which is great. Because mm. that can go one of two ways. Yeah. But their mom has had two more kids in her second marriage. So they're a little bit used to it. And I think it makes them feel more like we're a family. Like there are kids uh, in this house all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not just, like, home from college visiting or something, yeah. right? Like, even for the 10-year-old a little, right? Yeah, like, I think it really, she told us for years that she wanted us to have a baby. Yeah. So, um, it kind <laughs> Get of... Get on it! Get yeah. on it! <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but, yeah, he kind of became, a, like, a glue, like a little yeah. glue. And it's it's sweet because it also takes off the pressure from my uterus to produce any more. Oh, yeah. He has four siblings. Yeah. So let me wrap up on this. I started off by joking about like tropes and, you know, cliches and horrible things. And you said at one point in time during this discussion, sort of the mommy wars, that pressure, everybody's watching you. And I guess I've had ample opportunity as a non-stop step parent on this show to talk about what I think has been really difficult or hard or people aren't paying attention to or aware that they are doing or of or saying what do you think are some of the like 
preconceived ideas and hangups that are out there that we should start kind of getting our heads around as not jumping to that assumption? I think the idea that this person is been thrown into parenthood mm. and, you know, giving them a breather would be yeah. the first place to start. Like, um, a friend said to me in the last year, just like comparing me to her husband's new wife. And I was like, yeah, I've been doing this for four years. She just start, like, yeah, give her a minute. She yeah. just started off with two <laughs> teenage girls. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Imagine where your kids are now and you didn't get any of that previous experience with them. You yeah. just jumped in cold. Yeah. So I think that that's really like just a lot of space and kindness that we talk about. And what I really love about the One Bad Mother community of just not judging, yeah, giving some space. And, um, and it's hard. It's hard. There's so much involved. There's past relationships and new relationships and children. And it's extremely difficult. But giving that person a second to get their grounding... <laughs> And catch their breath and figure out the basics is like, that'd be a really great place to start. Ooh, I like that. That is a nice place to start. <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Billy. Self-care and routine are always important. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Meet Billy. They've recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tax. No visit to the drugstore. You may not have noticed this, but it's summer. It is definitely time to bust out your billies, as it were, <laughs> and get those pets ready for summer. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. To get started, go to mybilly.com mother to get the best razor you will ever own. Best part? The starter kit is just $9 plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash mother spelled mybilli dot com slash mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Rebecca. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. This Monday, it was the 15-year-old's birthday. And as I previously mentioned, I didn't think she'd done much for it. So I wanted to really make her a nice dinner. Right. Bake her a cake. That's what I do. Like, that's our family birthday tradition. <laughs> so while that's happening, no, we've had dinner. I'm baking a cake. The baby, because he climbs on everything, has climbed up to the table, has decided to play with a glass, glass, and is putting an apple <laughs> in it. I'm not in this room. I'm in the other room baking the cake. Yeah. And the glass gets knocked over, and he falls over. There's a huge sound. I shout expletives. Yeah. And then I walk over. I see him laying in a pile of glass shards. <laughs> but you know what my genius is? I still finished that stupid cake. Oh! <laughs> Did you pick that baby up? You picked that yes, baby up. Yes, of course up. I picked the baby up. Oh. No, I picked the baby up, 
We washed him off. He took a bath. He soaked in the bath with the 10-year-old. She made sure he was okay. And all the little shards came out. But I was like, I'm finishing this cake. It's the last thing I do. And then you baked that cake. Good job. That is just brilliant. You are genius, madam. Okay. My genius is I just, this is going to sound crazy given sheltering in place, but there is a beautiful, large uh, garden here near us, Descanso Gardens. It's gorgeous and it's very large. And if you are a member, you can come anytime and then they're limiting public ticket buying. Like you have to like, if you normally you could just walk up and pay and go in. But now to limit the numbers of people in, you have to like basically make a reservation for when you want to come to the park. But if you're a member, they all, you also have an extra hour in the morning and an extra hour at night where it's just you. And, well, not just you, but, you know, members. And I decided that this might be a good place for us to do some sort of outdoor exploring because it's not like there's play equipment you're not like touching stuff you're just walking around in the woods and I went this morning and I found a Adirondack chair that was literally not paired with any other chair that was like overlooking this pond where I could watch ducks and birds and I just sat there and it was nice it was really nice guys that was so nice. Really nice. It was nice. I didn't have to be near anybody because it's again, it's the woods. It's like a garden. I I'm not going to the rose part, like the popular part. I just want to be like next to a tree, far away from people, and that is doable there. And we all had our masks on, and I am gonna have the best skin ever this year because my face is always covered when I'm out. So, Good job. Thank you. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling with a genius. Ever since having my second child, I've been taking my shower, my daily shower in the evening before I go to bed. She's now almost one and a half. It's been about a year and a half of doing this because, you know, you get kid grimy during the day. It feels good to clean off, go to bed relaxed. I figured out a way to make it even more relaxing. I moved a lamp into my bathroom. So now when I shower... I have what I'm calling a dark shower. The light is dim. It's enough that I can see safely in the shower. It's dark. It's calming. I can't see how dirty my shower is. And I go to bed relaxed. So it's a genius. I'm a genius. Oh, my God. I love you. This This is so genius. So brilliant. It is so brilliant. In fact... In fact, I, like, you need to get on, like, shower lamps, like, right away. Showerlamps.com. Don't notice how dirty your bathroom is before you go to sleep. Relax almost in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) But enough that you could maybe shave your legs. That's right. Maybe. Maybe. Don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. Mm. I really love this idea. I, this is so good. You are doing an excellent job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Rebecca. Okay. So, we went camping. (laughs) The end. The end. (laughs) Period. Done. And stop. No, we went camping. And as I mentioned last week, my baby is terrible at sleeping. Mm. So... I was a little worried about getting him to sleep in the outdoors and him crying and other people hearing it. and uh, But he was pretty worn out from being a total spaz running around this campground. And he was in the backpack. He chilled out. And then I took him in the tent and laid down with him, gave him a pacifier. But here's the thing. He is now obsessed with small jars, specifically mm. pill bottles. Oh, yeah. And I had brought my nighttime medication in a... Mm-hmm pill bottle that only sure. had the night's dosage so I took my pills and I was like truly I know that you will fall asleep if I hand you this stupid pill bottle yeah so my baby fell asleep lovingly holding yeah a prescription jar near his face <laughs> and I was like 
this is probably really bad. <laughs> I'm like, how is this not your genius? While child falling onto glass is not the fail. I am so confused, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, there's probably foreshadowing here. Yes, and that's what I was thinking. Yeah, there's definitely for you should stay up every night worried about He this. is lovingly caressing my <laughs> antidepressant bottle. I mean, it felt bad. It felt really bad. Eh, my kid used to teeth on a severed finger from the Halloween box. Whatever. Whatever works. Whatever works. Also, you're doing a horrible, horrible job. Or what? teaching your child that medication for depression is helpful. In responsible doses. That's right. <laughs> right, right. Well, you're doing horrible. Thanks. I foreshadowed this at the top of the show. I, we were out of milk. Uh, again, my genius is that I can, we can go a really long time without having to up the groceries, right? I have now become the person who like, looks like, well, the apocalypse is upon us, but I'm like pushing and everything's like, it's like two carts to get to your car and stuff. Yeah. But I normally go during the week in the like more morning-ish time. And uh, we were coming back from the gardens and I had Katie Bell with me and we had to go to the store. We were out of milk. So we were just going to go ahead and get all the restocks of other things at the same time. And it's July 3rd, guys. It's the day before the 4th of July. And it was, it was pandemonium. It wasn't so crowded. Like they were still making people like wait outside by the time we were coming out and like letting people in. But I felt like we had gotten there just before they realized they needed to do that. And it was just, I find grocery shopping stressful now anyway. And I had Katie Bell with me. And even though, and I normally do not take her. She's only come like once with me ever. And I remember when we were done with that trip saying, I don't really want you to come with me again. It's getting, it's not you, it's me. Like, I just want to get this done and get out, right? And, you know, she's, I'm like, it was very stressful because I didn't want to chat about foods we wanted to try. I didn't want to like chat or go slow or look at things. I didn't want to engage with people. I'd already been like outside in a garden, which is of course supposed to be relaxing, but it's still its own little bit of excitement. I'd been in a mask for several hours. I just, and I never realize how much anxiety it causes until I'm home and it just, like I'm just hunched and my shoulders are by my ears and the pain in my shoulder blades is like so tense and there's like no stretch that'll get it. And I just thought like, I, I know better. I know better than to go uh, like on the 3rd of July in general, like in general, I wouldn't have gone on the 3rd of July in a perfect world. Uh, and I went like in the middle of the day and it was a mistake. It was not good for my well-being. But thank you all essential workers who were there working during that chaos. I see you. And mm. good job keeping your family fed. Yeah, I got the fucking milk. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm calling with a fail. I bought my kid, my almost five-year-old, a, a kid device to me, like a tablet. And we bought it because of distance learning. She really needs some educational support. I'm not a teacher, et cetera, et cetera. So I caved, I bought her a tablet. And they thought that was a great idea. I thought that was a genius. And now I'm realizing it's a fail because she can't interact with her one-and-a-half-year-old sister now. And so now I have to interact with her one-and-a-half-year-old sister. And that means I can't get anything done while she's on the tablet. So now later today, I'm going to have to turn it off and deal with the fight that comes from that. And I'm not going to get anything done because now I have to entertain the baby instead of her entertaining the baby. <laughs> so that's my fail. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, 
the fail is just thinking anything is possible anymore. Yes. It's so hard. You think you solve one thing, it opens up something else. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you're doing a horrible job trying to provide educational tools for your children. Yep. And, you know, entertaining your smaller child. And trying to be a human. Yeah. See, that again, the core of the fail. That's probably where you went wrong. Yeah. You just tried to be a human. Yeah. Don't <laughs> do that. That's, that's, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Is there an app for that? <laughs> just no one can see me swiping. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Hey. I'm Bria Grant, an e-reader who loves spoilers and chocolate. And I'm Mallory O'Mara, a print book collector who will murder you if you spoil a book for me. And we're the hosts of Reading Glasses, a podcast designed to help you read better. Over the past few years, we've figured out why people read. Self-improvement. Escapism. To distract ourselves from the world burning down. And why they don't. Not enough time. Not knowing what to read. And being overwhelmed by the number on their TBR list. And we're here to help you with that. We will help you conquer your TBR pile while probably adding a bunch of books to it. Reading glasses. Every week on MaximumFun.org. Rocket Ship One, this is Mission Control. Come in. This is Rocket Ship One. Go ahead. Rocket Ship, what's your status on Max Fun Drive? Shouldn't we have seen it by now? Sorry about that, Mission Control. Turns out I miscalculated. Current projected ETA for Max Fun Drive is. July 13, but it looks different. It'll be for four weeks, so it's longer than expected, but all readings point to low-key. Oh, that'll be good. But can you verify that there are still special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members? Verified. Sweet gifts for new and upgrading members, plus amazing new episodes and even special weekly live streams for charity. Copy that. Rocket ship, can you confirm ETA for Max Fun Drive? 90% probability of Max Fun Drive from July 13 to August 7. Did you say 90%? There were a couple of decimal places and I might have carried a zero wrong. I'm just gonna pencil in July 13 to August 7. Mission control out. Woo, that was so nice talking to Rebecca. And I have to say, I'm really glad she was willing to come on and talk about her experiences because it is very easy to walk through the world thinking everybody's experience is very similar to your own when, in fact, we are all having different experiences. Again, there are some things that are shared, but there's a lot of stuff that's not. And it's good to remember. I really appreciated her point about you know, when somebody becomes a new parent to older children to give them a break. This is totally brand new. Let them make as many mistakes as somebody who had a, has an infant in their house is going to get to make. So many mistakes. Let's just all bask in our mistakes. Speaking of basking, I am now going to bask in a mom having a breakdown. Hey, one bad mothers. This is a, a COVID breakdown. I don't know why going to Trader Joe's always sets off a breakdown. Maybe because it used to be like a really happy place for me. I would, you know, go in, get the samples, walk around, you know, talk to the, the people who worked there because I was in there all the time. They know me and my kids. And sometimes I would go there late at night because because I would go after the kids went to bed because it was easier, and um, now they're not even open that late, so I can't even do that. Yeah, it was just I was in there, and <laughs> it's just it's it's really stupid. They were playing the song uh, "I'm Still Standing" by Elton John. <laughs> I was looking at the nuts, and the woman next to me was singing along to the song, and I was just like, 
then checking out with the partition, you know, it's just like, it's just hard. It's just hard. You know, it just, it just doesn't feel the same. And I, will it ever feel the same? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want things to be safe, but I want them to be friendly and I don't know. Anyway, you guys are doing a great job. I appreciate your show. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. I am very glad you called. I think everything you just said explains why I myself have been struggling with this and wasn't able to put it into words. First of all, you are doing a very good job. I I get this. This is like another chapter of the of this pandemic that we're not giving enough credit to how it's affecting us. Trader Joe's used to be such a happy place for me that I would just break down out in the parking lot on a normal day because it was a safe place. It was <laughs> it was like where I would go and not be with the kids for a while. So if I was going to have a breakdown, just so many times crying in a Trader Joe's parking lot. And it is a happy place. It is. It's like almost has like a cult following, right? Like people who have a Trader Joe's, there are similar stores out there in the world, Wegmans to those of you up in the Northeast. It is a happy place. There, Your grocery stores are your community. And I totally get it that suddenly it doesn't feel the same. And that in itself is unsettling and upsetting. And there is something weird about everybody being in a mask. There is. That has a psychological effect. It's harder to talk to people. It's It becomes stressful to just like, can I reach for the scallions? Can I reach for these right now? Or do I have to wait? Like Because I, I now feel like I'm affecting somebody's space behind me and but there's somebody in front of me who's trying to get the strawberries that are next to the scallions. And no, Trader Joe's doesn't put food up by letter. They just are close together at my Trader Joe's. It really becomes stressful. And I really like the fact that you were triggered by that song. I also love that song. And my Trader Joe's, I haven't gone very often since this all started because I'm like, what store is the one that I can go get the most that we need from? So Trader Joe's has been like our real treat spot to go if we're going to go get stuff from there. And they're always playing stuff like, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. It's all like uh, super awesome oldies from the late 60s, early 70s. And that is upsetting. That is upsetting music. And I just see you. And I'm really sorry. You are, you are still standing. Okay? Everybody is. It may not feel as strong a stance as we once had but but we're here and we all have a chance to have each other's back on this okay I don't know if if it's ever going to go back to feeling like it was I, I, I don't know and I hate that we don't know it's just sort of like the I don't know if it's ever going to get easier with your kids I don't know I don't know it'd be really easy to say yes but we have all learned that that is not always true. And so I don't want to be insulting and say that it will. I don't know what it's going to be like. But we can all at least try to be really understanding of each other so that whatever it is, it's not the absolute worst. You are doing a remarkable job. What did we learn this week, guys? Well, we learned that being a step-parent is hard. <laughs> Did we really have to do all this to learn that? 
It is not easy because there is so much you're having to balance while at the same time suddenly finding kids in your house or kids that come into your house or like often enough for it to be like a habit. And it's a lot. You have your own your own luggage that you're bringing into this. You know, all of us, when kids come into our house, we are trying to weed through whatever our experiences were as kids, whatever our expectations are as parents, and then the reality of what it actually is like and being flexible enough and kind enough to ourselves to roll with it. And what we are learning is to be kind enough and patient enough to let others roll with it as well. So a big thank you to Rebecca for sharing her experiences. Everybody, real quick announcement. As you heard at the beginning of the show, a little pre-roll announcement from Jesse Thorne, who is the creator and head of Maximum Fun, which is the network that puts this podcast out. We usually have a Max Fun Drive which is where we ask listeners to support the show. Our show is listener supported, but we put it off because there was a pandemic and then it just, look, guys, it's a weird time to do a drive. (laughs) It just is. However, we want to keep making this show during this time and we want to keep making the show after this time. And the only way to make the show is with your support. So we're going to do it. I want to let you guys know it's going to be longer than usual. We're going to do it for four weeks because we just want it to be super laid back and easy and not like ah, banging people on the head. We have got some fun things planned to keep us all amused during this time. So stay tuned in to the next couple of shows throughout the month of July because we're going to have some fun stuff happening each time. And again, as always, I appreciate everybody hanging in there while we're figuring out how to keep this show going. Teresa, you are doing an excellent job. It is truly a lot that you guys are dealing with and I see you and I continue to hope you will take all the time that you need and we will all be here for you when you are ready to come back. Everybody, you're also doing a good job. You are all also dealing with a lot and given how not normal everything is, it makes all the stuff that we're dealing with even harder. This is exhausting. Yeah, I I see you. Let's go out and see each other as people. <laughs> it's just people who are all tired and have a lot probably going on in their home at that moment or making hard decisions that very day or are dealing with loss and grief. So let's just do that thing that we always try and do. Just just be nice to each other. Unless somebody's being a really raging asshole in which just cross the street. (laughs) Cross the street and find something else to do. Hannah, you are doing a very good job. Thank you so much for continuing to be with me every week. (laughs) Once again, thank you to Rebecca for joining me this week. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anytime anybody wants to come on and be incredibly honest uh, with us. So thank you so much. You are doing a wonderful job. Everybody, I'm going to be back next week with something new. You're all doing a good job. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low.
We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama through. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama through. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.